0: Hello and welcome. Is your business your mission and your mission your business? If yes, you found your tribe. Whether you feel like it or not, you are avant-garde, going your own way, making your own path, doing it like no one has done before. And the answers to the challenges you're facing aren't in a book. My friend, you are not alone. This is the Avant-Garde Entrepreneur Podcast. I'm your host, Trisha Bailey, a mission minded serial entrepreneur and traveler. My purpose on this earth is to use my authenticity and passion to equip and empower social entrepreneurs to live in their highest calling, feeling freedom, fulfillment, and security, and inspiring others to do the same. Join me for stories, tips, and tricks for taking avant garde inspired action in your business so that you feel encouraged, equipped, empowered, and unstoppable. I believe it doesn't have to be hard to be right.
1: Welcome to episode 23 of Avant Garde Entrepreneur. I am so glad you're here today with me, my friend. I can't believe it, but this is the very last episode of 2022. I have so enjoyed creating these for you and have loved all the people that I've met because of it. I am so grateful to my guests who have shared their hearts and their experiences with us. And I'm so grateful to you, my incredible listeners, viewers, and friends for, gosh, tuning in and giving me great feedback on what you're loving and how certain episodes have impacted you. I'm taking a month off from recording to spend some extra time with my family, to get refreshed and to get ready for a new season. And we have an incredible lineup. The first quarter of the year is already planned. So in the past, I would have used the holiday season to either quote unquote catch up or worse, quote unquote, get ahead. Oh my gosh, I cannot believe what I was doing to myself all those years, completely delusional. Yes, I might've been getting ahead on the tasks, but you know what? More kept coming. Doing more actually set me back because I was so fatigued whenever everyone else was just, was refreshed. Last year, I was too worn down for either. So I was simply present and I've decided that way, the slowing down and the being present way is so much better for me my family, my team, and my businesses. And I hope this inspires you to do the same. This episode is a re-release of the best of 2022. It had the most listens and comments. Now it dropped early in 2022, so it's been live lots longer than some of the others. But based on what I've learned from you through emails and chats and our Avant Garde Entrepreneur Foundations program, This is always going to be a
0: popular topic.
1: Any idea what it is other than the fact that it might be in the title? You guessed it overcoming overwhelm. At some point or another, we all need a little extra support overcoming overwhelm. This can be especially true at the end of the year. For some, the holiday season is magnificent. For others, it's incredibly stressful. And for many, it's a little of both depending on what's happening or who they're with. So while I certainly hope that you are not feeling overwhelmed right now, I hope this is timely if you are. So take a deep breath or two and keep on listening. Be well, my friend, and thank you for your support and encouragement. I'll have the next episode ready for you mid-January. In this episode, I'm going to jump right into a difficult topic. I'm going to talk about something that is a very real part of life as any entrepreneur, but especially a social entrepreneur, and that is overcoming overwhelm. Personally, I define overwhelm as a misalignment of values and actions. It typically stems from one or more of the following things. Number one, knowing your values and acting contrary to those. Number two, not knowing your values and quote-unquote doing to please everyone else. Number three, taking on too much, whether you know your values or not. And number four, stretching out of your comfort zone. I think we can all agree that number four is an okay reason to feel a little overwhelmed. When we're stretching out of our comfort zone, whether that's giving a presentation, meeting with your board of directors, Lots of kind of things, lot, there are lots of things that you do as social entrepreneurs to stretch out of your comfort zone. But this is because these things are important and you care about it or you value it and you want to show up well. So in this case, overwhelm is more managed by your attitude, by speaking positively yourself to yourself, and well, by simply teaching the butterflies in your stomach how to fly in formation. I think we can all agree, though, that number one, two, and three, they feel pretty cruddy. Yet, they happen, and there's really no need to pretend like they don't. Ideally, over time, overwhelm happens less and less. But I'm going to share with you today some strategies and techniques that I found quite effective. So, first of all, what is the difference between a strategy and a tactic? A strategy is more of a long-term plan or ways of being and doing that we intentionally choose. A tactic is more of a tool to address an acute situation. Now, both tactics and strategies are important. However, it depends on where you are in your state of overwhelm or lack of overwhelm as to what you need. Tactics are for the now. So if you're in a state of overwhelm right now, then this episode is for you. Whether you're a regular listener or you found this accidentally or coincidentally or a friend shared it with you, relief is on the way. If you're not in a state of overwhelm, I encourage you to listen to the next six minutes or so so that you have some tools ready when you need them. And we'll talk about strategies after this. So if you're feeling overwhelmed right now, here are five steps you can take in in this order. Number one, get quiet. Number two, get something good in your ears. Number three, sit with a pen and paper. Number four, breathe. And number five, ask. Ask your spirit, what is your best for me right now? Now, I'm going to give a little more detail for each. Number one, get quiet. Getting quiet is to prepare and position yourself to hear the answer to the solution. Getting quiet means just stopping everything. And I mean everything. Close your computer screen, put your phone on do not disturb or airplane mode. If you don't know what do not disturb mode is, it's the best thing ever for giving yourself some breathing room and boundaries for creativity and working on major projects. And also turn your ringer off. This way, when you put your phone back out of airplane mode or in do not disturb mode when you get it back on, then you're not completely overwhelmed by all the dinging and ringing that could possibly take place. Number two, get something good in your ears. Getting something good in your ears is to drown out the chatter or possibly even the yelling that's happening in your head. So whether it's uplifting music or soothing music, it shifts the frequency of chaos that you're in. And if you're not sure what to choose, here's a tip. YouTube has thousands of choices. You can do a quick search for happiness binaural beats. And I will actually link, um, there's a link in the show notes to one that I like. Just scroll down and click it. Number three, sit with a pen and paper. It's just as simple as that. I suggest a pen and paper to keep from the temptation of doing something else on your phone. So whether at your home or in your office, find a place to sort of close yourself off and it won't be for long. And if you can't close yourself off inside, then go outside, go for a walk, just find somewhere that you can sit and write. And coffee shops are also a great option as long as it's not your social enterprise coffee shop. (laughs) Number four, breathe. There's a super simple technique. It's called box breathing. It's basically four, 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 four. So breathing in for the count of four, holding for a count of four, exhaling for a count of four, holding for a count of four, and repeating four times. When we're under pressure, we breathe shallow. We breathe from our chest and it reduces the oxygen in our brain and our body. And so our brain perceives stress. That good old fight or flight mode that a lot of us are familiar with. Box breathing reduces your heart rate and it also reduces the sparks that are flying around in your brain. It can settle your mind so that you can think more clearly. This technique is so effective that it's used in escape and evasion training during simulations of people being taken hostage. Okay, we're gonna give it a quick try together. Breathe in, two, three, four, Holds. Two, three, four, Exhale, two, three, four. Hold, two, three, four. Now pause this and do that about three more times and maybe more if you want. Okay, are you feeling a little more steady now? Number five, this is where it starts to get really good. Ask your spirit, what is your best for me right now? Asking your spirit or your internal guidance system, what is your best for me right now, puts you in a place of higher perception. It really gets you above, much higher above and kind of out of the mire of the circumstances that you're in. The answer to the question, the answer to the challenge that you're dealing with, the all of the answers are inside you. It's truly the superpower of your spirit. Yet it's virtually impossible to hear when you're in the midst of overwhelm. So close your eyes and take a few more breaths. Feel your shoulders drop a little. Feel your face soften. Feel your jaws relax. And write the answer that you hear. Now, tell your spirit thank you. So turn this off and go do that thing. Whatever that thing is, that was the answer to what you needed to do next. Even if that thing is taking a nap. I'm certain that you'll feel better and have so much more clarity. One of these five alone makes a huge difference at overcoming overwhelm, but when you put them all together, you overcome overwhelm every single time. Okay, the previous segment was about tactics, those immediate actions we can take right now to address an acute situation. Strategies, on the other hand, are the long-term plans or ways of being and doing that we intentionally choose. Because of intentional choices over time, overwhelm shows up less and less. Here are five strategies you can consider to maintain your peace so that overwhelm fails to show up. Number one, develop a habit of having quiet time every day. Number two, be mindful of your energy. Number three, identify your core gifts and delegate the rest. Number four, have a holding tank for your thoughts and ideas. And number five, schedule appointments with yourself. Number one, developing a habit of quiet time each day makes you the head and not the tail. It creates an environment where you can see and hear and perceive more clearly, directly from your spirit and about what is best for you. This enables you to give yourself and others the best care you can without being whipsawed by the whims and demands of others or the voice in your head telling you all the things you should do right now or how you should be better. For many people, a great way to quote unquote hear is to write. Now, I had been writing in my journal for several years before I learned that what was coming out onto my paper, not in the very beginning or in the middle, but toward the end, was actually not me. It was my spirit. My longtime friend, Vicki Chastain, taught me this, and I will never forget it. We were standing in an airy hotel room in Brazil. And I had said something about how much I love journaling and how much clarity I got from journaling. And she said, that's not you. That's God. (laughs) He's giving you the answers. And I thought, well, no wonder. I knew I wasn't that smart. <laughs> the stuff that was coming out was way too good to be coming out of my head. It was such a huge contrast to all the things that I was thinking about, here I had been thinking about during the day. So journaling not only allows you to get the stuff out of your head and into the open, it also gives you a way to give thanks, which immediately puts you into a happier headspace. If you don't have quiet time each day, I encourage you to find a few minutes today and see how it feels, even if it's just for 10, 12 minutes. I've linked a free five-day journal in the show notes. So it's super simple and it's got three areas, gratitude, guidance, and growth. It's a safe space for you to share a few things that you're grateful for. Ask for guidance in the areas that you feel like you're stuck and express where you'd like to experience growth, whether that's personally and or professionally. And even if you do have a daily journaling practice, feel free to use the prompts. Just might be a nice way to change things up a bit and give you the ability to hear from your spirit in a new way. I've also linked a super helpful tool in the show notes called Quick Cards. It's a great tool for asking the right questions and getting the answer quickly. So scroll down and click on the link and it'll go to your email. And even if you don't print it, you can at least see the questions and when you need to get answers from your spirit. Developing a habit of quiet time each day is probably number one in my book for maintaining peace and preventing overwhelm. It quiets the chatter in your head so that you can hear directly from your spirit and go forward with your day or rest better at night with your spirits best for you in your head. Number two, being mindful of your energy. My friends, self-awareness is key in leadership. One part of yourself to be particularly aware of is your mood or the energy that you're putting out. This is because your mood not only affects others, but it affects your own productivity. Often is leaders feeling unproductive leads to this downward spiral of guilt and frustration and doubt, which further reduces our productivity. The next thing you know, you're in a state of overwhelm because the stuff just keeps piling up and, well, you can fill in your own blanks. So if we are aware of our energy and it's not exactly as we like it, we'd like it to be, what do we do? Now, first, I'm not suggesting that you should be up and happy All the time. It's not realistic. What I am suggesting is that you do have control of what you do and who you're with when your energy or your mood is not so good. So, how do we make adjustments when it's not so good? There are times when you need to shift the energy of your physical space. Often it's your emotional energy that needs a shift. But frequently, the solution is simply to change your environment. Now, there may be some deep seated issues and limiting beliefs and blocks and that kind of thing that we need to deal with. And that's not what I'm talking about here. That's for another episode. What I'm talking about here is the everyday stuff. Have you ever noticed how you can feel stuck on something? For example, you're doing bookkeeping and something is off by a penny or a baht or a euro or a quid or yuan. And you can sit for two hours trying to find the discrepancy. And then you get up, you go for a walk, you're not even thinking about it. And then the answer just comes to you out of the blue. Or another example, maybe you're creating something in Canva and it's just not turning out. And we all know what a time warp you can get into in Canva. (laughs) So you've clicked and you've dragged and you've downloaded and you've uploaded and then you got sucked into the world of YouTube videos trying to figure out this last little thing and still nothing. The next morning, you wake up, the solution, the trick, the workaround, it just pops right into your head. These are examples of how the solution was not to sit there for two more hours. The solution was to change your environment, to shift your energy. Here are some ways to shift the energy in your space. Number one, walks. I call them brain breaks, and I talked about those in episode one or two. Number two, going to a coffee shop. I read a book called Quiet. It's something about being an introvert in a world that can't stop talking. And the author said that coffee shops are full of introverts who don't necessarily want to talk to other people, yet the buzz of other human energy is just enough of a spark for their creativity and productivity. Number three, music. Happy or soothing music, and I talked about this in the tactic. Whenever you're feeling something that's not ideal, listen to music that gives you the opposite feeling. Music is super powerful because it has a frequency, and you also have a frequency. Everything has frequency. So from a scientific perspective, music truly has the power to adjust or neutralize your frequency to a healthier head and heart space. There's a saying in English, I'm not sure if it's in other languages as well, but the saying is something to the effect of music sues the savage beast. The original quote was, music has charms to sue the savage beast. And it was written by a poet and playwright, William Congreve in 19, er, sorry, sixty, It was written by playwright and poet William Congreve in 1697. And how true it is. Sometimes we feel like we have a beast inside us, and music has the power to soothe us. As far as I know, music is a really important part of virtually every culture and belief system. I'm not exactly sure what the Quran, Buddha, or Shiva teaches about music, but the Bible references music in several verses. And one of them is 1 Samuel 16, 23. It says, whenever the evil spirit from God came on Saul, David would take up the lyre and play. Then relief would come to Saul. He would feel better and the evil spirit would leave him. Now I'm not going to lie. Sometimes I feel like I have an evil spirit inside me. <laughs> and musically is, music is certainly one of my go-to cures for shifting my energy. And finally, number four, rest. Rest is your best offense. It's not only okay, but good to make time for rest. Sometimes you just need a nap. Sometimes I even hear my spirit tell me, Tricia, this is not a good time for you to be thinking about this right now. There is nothing good coming from these thoughts. Take a nap. We'll chat about this when you're more rested. You'll hear me more clearly. Okay. And then being mindful of your energy is a key strategy to maintaining your peace and preventing overwhelm. Number three, identify your core gifts and delegate the rest. I know, I know you can do it all. You have this huge vision. You can share this vision. You can design your website. You can negotiate with your suppliers. You can find and communicate with new customers. These things, it's amazing because you can do all these things. That's a blessing and a curse. It's a curse if you don't take time to discern what's happening, what's needed, and what you've got to work with. It's important to ask what your spirit's best for you is. It's also important to consider, are you robbing someone else of their blessing by doing their job for them? Not sure if any of you are Downton Abbey fans, but there's the scene where I think it was just after Matthew and Mary got married and Matthew moved to Downton. Mr. Mosley was assigned to be Matthew's butler, and he was trying to help Matthew put on his dinner jacket. Matthew sort of shrugs him off, and we all know that Matthew doesn't have a mean bone in his body. He just likes to be independent. He wanted to put on his jacket himself. And also, he sort of feels that it's not really right for one person to serve another. Mr. Mosley, however, feels useless and ashamed when Matthew puts his jacket on himself. This is because Mr. Mosley values his role as a servant. He values his part in Downton of the big vision, and he finds his identity and worth in that big vision and in helping Matthew. So before you take on the next thing, because you can, and we all know you can, think of who's being robbed of their blessing by you mindlessly taking on something that could bring someone else an immense amount of personal value and allow them to operate in their highest gifting. This thinking sort of creates a shift in your energy and it really keeps overwhelm at bay because this is not your... Because you're not giving up a task because you're lazy or you can't do it. Instead, you're intentionally passing it along to someone else to be their blessing, which ultimately strengthens your team, which creates more impact for your social mission, which makes your team and your business even more viable long-term. So identify your core gifts and delegate the rest. The fourth strategy we're going to talk about today is having a holding tank for your thoughts and ideas. This is important and it comes from the fact that you can do everything, whether it's best for you or not. As entrepreneurs, we have so much happening in our heads. We are wired to build stuff. We are wired to make things happen. And sometimes it can feel like a cement mixer up there and having a holding tank or a place to collect your thoughts and ideas to come back to later when you're less rushed and more inspired is a tremendous resource. When you know something has been captured, And it's there just waiting for you when you're ready. It frees you up to move on to the next thing and not have all the stuff in the back of your head that just kind of seems to be pulling you back and creating chaos. You can come back to that idea when you feel inspired. Thanks to technology, there are lots of great tools for this. My tool of choice is Evernote. My friend Melanie told me about this several years ago and I can barely remember how I did things before it existed. You can say voice memos, videos, notes, pictures, documents, just about everything. And it's where I store my travel ideas, podcast ideas, ideas for the future. I actually have it sorted uh, kind of like a filing cabinet for my goals. So my folder system aligns with how my goal categories are set up. And if you don't like folders... You can even use tags. So I use this for my academic research so that it gave me a way to categorize things that fell into lots of different categories. And Evernote has a free version. I'll link to it in the show notes. There are lots of other options too, even if it's just using the notes app and the voice memo apps that come installed on most smartphones. Any holding tank you use will give you peace by capturing ideas to come back to later. And this is huge for preventing overwhelm from happening. And finally, number five, schedule appointments with yourself. That's right, not for yourself. You're already really good at doing that. With yourself is different. Scheduling appointments with yourself is so valuable for maintaining your peace and preventing overwhelm because it enables you to take care of yourself and your priorities. You know, the inspiration you get from your spirit during your journal time or the ideas you're collecting in your holding tank, that kind of stuff. Being proactive is much more life-giving than being reactive. And when we can be proactive, coming up with plans to better serve our customers and our beneficiaries, we feel alive and inspired, which trickles down into our organization. When we're so bogged down that all we're doing is reacting to customer complaints and others' frustrations, it can lead to overwhelm, which also trickles down. So think about this. Who is your most valuable client? Customer or friend. Now, why is that? What does that person or company bring into your life? Is it revenue that keeps your social business running? Is it a relationship that makes life or business a little easier? Is it agape love, that love of a friend that makes life more enjoyable? Could you live without that person or that company? Likely yes. You might not like it if they weren't around, but you would continue living. So how is that person or company more valuable than you? Well, they're not. Yet we make appointments with them, but not with ourselves. You, with the guidance of your spirit, are your most valuable asset. So why are you not worthy of appointments? You are. It takes a bit of discipline to make and keep appointments with yourself, but it's one of the greatest gifts you can give, not only to yourself for your own peace, But to your team, your customers, your investors, your beneficiaries, everyone will benefit long-term. And why is this? Because you will be operating at a higher, more inspired level. So what does making an appointment with yourself look like? Here's some ideas for you to consider. Many of us schedule appointments in one-hour increments. So let's start with that. Let's start with one hour. Choose a day of the week and a time of the day, which is normally a little less busy for you. Choosing a prime time will absolutely not work. So if you're in an office setting and most of your customers are in the same time zone as you, maybe Friday at three or four in the afternoon is a good starting point. If you are in a restaurant that serves lunch or dinner, maybe Monday or Tuesday at 2 p.m. is normally more quiet. If you're in a factory, maybe a Sunday afternoon is better you're in a cafe, maybe a Monday evening is slower. You get the idea. There's a time in there somewhere that's a little less busy than the others. So choose an hour during that time and honor yourself by keeping it. Turn off all the notifications on your phone and your computer, right? Take a nap, go for a long walk, collect your ideas, get some of the ideas out of your head onto your, into your holding tank, Maybe begin outlining a plan for a project that you have been wanting to get to. Or maybe it's making a list of your core gifts and another list of all the things that you do and begin asking your spirit to bring the person to you for that role. The point is that this time, this appointment is for you to be able to rise above and operate in your higher giftings. This gets your energy higher. It keeps you positive. It gets you more hopeful. It helps you think and feel from a place of faith, and these happy feelings squash overwhelm every single time. Okay, we have talked a lot today about overcoming overwhelm. If you're still listening, you're probably not in a state of overwhelm anymore, so we'll do a quick review. Overwhelm stems from a misalignment of values and actions. First, some short-term tactics. For overcoming acute situations of overwhelm, number one, get quiet, number two, get something good in your ears, number three, sit with a pen and paper, number four, breathe, and number five, ask. Ask your spirit, what is best for me right now? Second, some longer term strategies to maintain peace and prevent overwhelm. Number one, develop a habit of quiet time each day. Number two, be mindful of your energy. Number three, identify your core gifts and delegate the rest. Number four, have a holding tank for your thoughts and ideas. And number five, schedule appointments with yourself. That's all for today, my friends. Give these a try and let me know what you think. I'd also love to know what your go-tos for overcoming overwhelm are. We can all learn from each other and live in a much higher place of happiness and joy.
0: Thanks for listening to this episode of Avant-Garde Entrepreneur. I hope you feel encouraged, equipped, empowered, and unstoppable. If you enjoyed what you heard, share it with a friend. If you haven't already, subscribe, rate, and review it here on your podcast player. Questions, comments, or feedback? Connect with me directly at trishabayleyphd.com or on social at trishabayleyphd. Now, you go and get back to making the world a better place. I'll see you back here soon.